What's up, everybody? This is the Console Crusade Hosscast. My name is Big Rick, and this is my son. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Wrong show. <laughs> how, how, long have we been, how long have we been doing this podcast? How many people have you seen walk through those doors? <laughs> uh, I know a guy, Nick. You can help me answer that one. Anyway... <laughs> Uh, this is the Console Crusade Podcast. We talk video game news, retro video games, and sometimes our favorite History Channel show. Pawn Stars, bro. Pawn Stars. So, if y'all are listening, you can tell my voice is a little weird because I'm sick. Sick as a dog. Sick as a duck. I wish you guys could see this picture of this dog that I've been sending to people. The dog is sick. Oh, dude, that is a sick dog. Sick dog. He's on a skateboard. <laughs> He's wearing cargo shorts and a backwards hat were they cargo shorts i thought they were basketball shorts they looked khaki to me did he have sunglasses too i mean if he didn't he's not that sick <laughs> it's sick he needs those cool reflective ones that baseball players wear i don't watch bad fake sports so i don't know oh shots fired what you're talking about to be fair i don't watch good sports either i haven't been watching basketball this year at all been too busy watching rugby watching lawn darts man you remember when uh, portland had a lacrosse team yeah, that happened, didn't it? The Lumberjacks? We went to a game. Yeah, we did. You and I. Lacrosse is kind of cool. It's like full contact tennis. Dude, it's it's such a it's such a fucking badass sport. I remember going around after we went to the Lumberjacks game, I went to like G.I. Joe's and I went to the Big Five. Yeah. Big Five. Um, I want to say there's one other sporting goods store that I went to. Maybe Dick's? Dick's? No, that's what G.I. Joe's turned into. Well, I mean, there were Dick's was a franchise before also. Well, in our neck of the woods, anyway. There's only the two, I think. But I went around looking for lacrosse gear. I just wanted to throw, or what do you call the lacrosse ball? The lacrosse ball? I think you call the lacrosse ball. <laughs> yeah. What do you call the basketball ball? <laughs> Fair enough. The football ball. Football ball. So we got some stuff to talk about. I feel like a lot has happened, right, in the last... A uh, week or two since we've been paying attention to video game news. But also nothing. But also really nothing of consequence. There's some things that interest us, and we're going to kind of hit a few of those things. Uh, but n- certainly not not everything that's happened, because we don't care about uh, most of it. Welcome to the Comprehensible Crusade podcast. <laughs> the Comprehensible Crusade. Oh, wait. No, no, no. We're not comprehensible at all. Not, not, uh, not in the slightest. Well, anyway, so, okay, we got a couple things here. But before we get into that, before we do anything... Because we haven't spoken in a little while. How have you been? What have you been playing lately? I, I don't care how you've been. I want to know what you've been playing. I really haven't been playing too much. I downloaded the, the new Fire Emblem game. I kind of played that for like an hour before I went to bed this morning. Oh, you actually played it? A little bit, yeah. Uh, besides that, though, I was just playing a little bit of uh, Yoshi's Island for the Super Nintendo. You are emulating it? Yeah, I was emulating because I'm a, I'm a dirty poser. And my Wii U is not at home, so I couldn't even virtual console it we had a real reason for doing that though well, actually no they have never done a virtual console release of yoshi's island for the super nintendo really yeah because it uses the super fx chip and that's not owned by nintendo so that's kind of been caught up in litigation yeah they've never like said why but that's that's probably it right well you know even the, the emulators we have floating around the internet can't do fx chip games very well i just i haven't played it on original hardware so i don't know like what the differences are so i as a as a casual i can't tell Fair enough. But I wanted to see what the, the more, I guess, tangible differences would be between that game and the Game Boy Advance release. So I just sort of was playing that for, you know, shits and giggles. It's because as everyone who listens to this show knows, 
you were bit by the collector's bug not too long ago. Don't say the bug. <laughs> the bug. And you have a sizable Game Boy collection now. I just don't know if, like, I don't really care about collecting. I just wanted, like, basically these games that I have now. And there's a lot of them, but I wanted them. Very curated collection. That's what's so cool about collecting. You know, you can do it any way you want. It feels best instead of just being obsessive compulsive about it i mean i still am to a degree but it feels so much better to curate something like these are the best titles or these are titles that you know that have a a specific meaning to me or this is something i really want to play it's not just like i collect i'm going for a complete wii collection you're trying to complete a wii set like what what the fuck you doing you got nothing better to do with your life wow dude way to way to gatekeep that community it's so silly to me you literally just said that you could do it however you want. I, I mean, you can. You, you you are allowed to. And that person did what he wanted, which was that. It's just so ludicrous. It's a, it's yeah, it's a bit silly, but I mean, just collecting in general is a silly thing. That is not a notion I agree with whatsoever. I think it's silly. I mean, it depends on on what your reasoning is. But a lot of people go in and they, I'm going to get a complete whatever set, NES, Super Nintendo, or or more attainable ones, N64, or fucking sega i don't know saturn right i don't know and those are the people who come in and they buy all these games and then they're the ones trying to flip lots on ebay for fucking you know 10 times the price because they looked at it as an investment and less of a a hobby i don't know if it has value that's that's a valid thing to to collect it's like people with magic card collections like those things hold their value so you know i follow a guy on youtube uh, who his whole business centers around uh, uh, investing in, in magic and some other trading card games. And he makes a really good living doing it. Uh, but he's he's buying mass quantities and sitting on them for years at a time. So, you know, that's not something you can really do with retro video games. They're not producing them anymore. You can't go out and, and speculate like that. So, uh, if, you're, if you're getting into retro video games as a, a means of investing in something i mean that is very high risk low reward it it doesn't make sense so if, when someone says something like that it's just it makes me roll my eyes let people speculate whatever nine times out of ten it won't affect like you uh it reminds me of people who collected beanie babies in the 90s thinking that was going to pay off like i spent 10 grand and one day i might be able to get 11 grand like it's like there's not going to be a return on that kind of crap, except in the rarest instances. Same thing happened like comics in the 90s. That's a case of the uh, the company that produced the collectible goods being influenced by the secondary market. And they saw, oh yeah, people are buying these things with the intent to, to resell them. And they're like, we're like, they're selling like Buku, so we'll make a shit ton of them. And then that flooded the, the market and then there was no secondary market anymore. So yeah, good on Beanie Babies. The people who made them because they made money. <laughs> and that's why you look at companies like Nintendo and it. that's why I get so heated. It's like, don't support, don't support this market, this gray market, and don't, don't create an artificial collector's market. You know, and it's one of the, my biggest frustrations as someone who does like to collect, uh, uh, and not just physical games, but also you know, whether it's figures or statues or, or literature or anything uh, revolving around the games that I love and that means something to me, special editions or deluxe editions of video games, you can only ever buy like pre-order before the game comes out, right? Yeah. So it's like like the Skyrim special edition. I would love to be able to get that with with the um, Alduin on the on the 
perched on a stone and it's like oh it's so cool but it's like you can't get that you could only get that before the game came out that's frustrating and so artificial like why why not make that sort of thing once people realize this is one of the best games ever and then sell a million of them well that that was an established franchise you know people were not playing just skyrim people were playing morrowind and oblivion and all the games that came before it like on principle i won't pre-order something like that like the the zelda breath of the wild i'm sure that game's gonna be fucking great it's zelda right it's probably gonna be awesome but i'm not gonna go out and spend all this money on a on a special edition with the figure and all these accessories and all these little trinkets because if the game sucks and not to mention the the the, the statue itself doesn't seem like it's in like a very high-end item the flimsiness of the sword like that seems like something you put on your windowsill like one day and then it melts and kind of flops over <laughs> it just becomes a puddle of wax like reggie holding it like at a at a slight angle the the store the sword is already bending backwards a little bit so i mean it's not the the highest quality thing anyway if this turns out to be my favorite zelda game i'm gonna really wish i had that figure because it's a beautiful figure eh, whatever you get the cool amiibos get that Sigardian amiibo oh yeah get that get that bokoblin oh yeah you get that cute zelda Oh yeah. Get that cute link. Ooh, baby. So, for y'all that don't know, I had an amiibo addiction for a while. You got you got bit by that bug. Yeah. Don't, Nick. We've talked about this. See, you know how it feels? Doesn't feel good, does it? Doesn't feel good, does it? As a kid, playing Smash Bros. Uh, in Melee specifically, you had these trophies, right? And they had the toy to life sort of animation. That was Melee, right? At the beginning where they had the toys come to life. That beautiful cinematic i need to send you that video just quick aside that were like the e3 2001 trailer of them showing melee for the first time gave me goosebumps bro it was crazy and bill trinan was on stage with miyamoto bill trinan looks like he's like 20 he is a little boy a little tall skinny boy <laughs> to be fair that was like almost two decades ago yeah it was just crazy well that game like when i saw the amiibo for the first time it just took me back to like being a kid and wanting to collect every one of those those trophies in Smash Bros. I'm like, I'm going to have, you know, and they had that... That table. The table, you go into the room and they've got all the Nintendo systems behind it with the TV there, the table with all of your, all your things, all the trophies lined up. I'm like, I want that. And I wanted it, you know, my entire childhood. And now, you know, the Amiibo came out. I'm like, these are trophies. I'm going to buy all the Smash characters. It's going to be awesome. Well, of course, I'm not a complete in-box collector by any means. Uh, so I was buying them and opening them and putting them on the, on the shelf or whatever. And then I started kind of regretting, like, ah, man, maybe I should have bought one of each, one to open and one to keep in the box, right? Well, so that led to me buying a bunch of Amiibo that I didn't want just so I could keep them in the box. Like about the Mario line, just to have them boxed because they look nice. The, the pole packaging is, it's, it's beautiful. You know, the art with the, the back panel and it's, it's a whole, it's an experience, man. The whole package is, you know, when I, I when I moved, I said, I dude fuck this so I opened all the amiibo that I didn't want in the first place I opened them so now I just have them I'm like ugh and I bought I'm trying to think of the last amiibo I bought I bought the Splatoon amiibo thinking that was like I don't know I don't know why I played Splatoon for a hot minute but I don't know why I just felt so compelled like these are gonna be rare I have to get them I, I've weaned myself off of that yeah hopefully you didn't do that with the Animal Crossing amiibo too <laughs> well you know what I almost started buying the cards Thing. that's kind of cool but then i realized how many cards there were and how expensive it would be to even just buy a complete set let alone try to build my own complete set by buying like fuck that 
Yeah, it's foolish. So I saw the Zelda amiibo and they look cool. I did just buy the the Wind Waker amiibo. And you got you got me the sick uh, Ocarina of Time Link. They're really cool. They're they're much higher quality than than they were initially. Do you have the 8-bit Link too? No, because they did like a whole set of like the retro uh, yeah. Zelda amiibos. I considered getting the 8-bit Link just to match my 8-bit Mario. I've got the uh, 8-bit Mario in the classic colorway with the brown and the red. Mm-hmm. But I was like, you know what? Maybe down the road I'll pick it up. But you imagine it's like a full set of like 8-bit Amiibos. It'd be kind of cool. It would be kind of cool. I'm trying to think of which franchises would then have Amiibo. Like you could do a Samus and you could do... Well, I would imagine it would be everything that's on the NES Classic. Yeah. Dude, did you know the NES Classic? Since when did it launch? Is that Was that mid-November? Beginning of November. Because, okay, I'm thinking, I'm thinking, I'm thinking hard. Because there was something on November 11th. And that might have been the NES Classic. But that also might have also been the switch reveal i can't remember which one either way october or november somewhere around there it sold a million and a half units since november which is amazing yeah that's that's really i thought it was a lot less than that no a million and a half maddening that we still can't get them i was hoping that after after uh christmas people would have realized that there was a lot less of a desire for them and then the the scalper kind of market would have declined but i mean obviously the scalpers are still selling them for enough of a profit that they find it worth their while to swoop up pre-orders and like go and find them in stores it's just so frustrating to me that nintendo is yet they've addressed it okay but they've they've yet to do anything about it at least to our knowledge like nintendo why aren't there more now that you know the demand is there how many months later are we removed from the launch of it well, i mean we don't know what their back end is like i mean they're releasing a new console in a month i don't give a shit I'd much rather there be availability for Switch than for NES Classic. Like, I never really had the... Why? The NES Classic actually has games. But the NES Classic has games I don't give a shit about. Well, fair enough, but a lot of people do. A million and a half people, apparently. Also, I can play those games on anywhere else. That's true. But you know I me, mean, I'm a hardware I'm a hardware guy. I want to buy my first party hardware, and I'd still hack the shit out of it. That was really cool. We saw that the, the NES Classic got the... The entire suite of NES games. Well, I mean, it, it can only fit like 80 or some odd. There's no expandable storage on it still, so. What, what what was the hack that I saw then that they got like the entire library on there? I didn't see that. All I saw was that it can play every NES game because it just has an <laughs> NES emulator built into it. I guess I could just go buy a Raspberry Pi and build it. Yeah, for, for a comparable price, even too. Make a sexy little wood box with a Raspberry Pi in it. Yeah, but it's not that sexy looking NES. Yeah, the tiny little gray thing. It's kind of cool. Well, even if we could get the NES Classic, there's no way, like, no hope of getting those controllers. Those are gone forever. I doubt they're producing them even. Hmm, maybe. At the same time, I don't really, I don't know. I would probably just use a regular uh, Wii Classic controller on it. Oh, dude, I would honestly probably buy the 8-bit Doe adapter so I can use any Bluetooth controller. Yeah, I've seen those, and then you can map the, uh, what is it, the reset button on the, the NES Classic that brings you to the menu so you can do save states and change games? Yeah, without having to get up and fuss with it. They map it to be like select and down at the same time or something like that. That's really great. Which would be kind of nice. That's, I don't know. I don't know what uh, I don't know what Nintendo's thinking with that. I, th- I think they're thinking that, that they have a higher a margin of profit with the Switch and they'd rather have those be available in stores than this weird little niche item that... When people do get the chance to buy it, it's not scalpers that they're, I don't know, they're not going to sell that much. They're not going mean, to make that much off of it. It sold a million and a half. That's t- twice as many Wii U's sold last year. Yeah, and I wonder how many of those scalpers are just sitting on. I mean, based on 
you know, I was just perusing eBay the other day, and based on what they've been selling for, like they're selling every day. It's not like the, the, they've stagnated, you know, consistent market. So I don't, I don't know. At some point, you'd you'd assume unless ten million people want these things or more, which who could say? Like eventually, the secondhand market will die. But will Nintendo still be producing these at that point? I don't know. Or are they going to quit producing them? And there there are ten million people who want these, and they're going to quit production at two million. Like that. That's just ludicrous to me but you're right in saying that there are there are a million options we can play these on our our freaking phone if we wanted to we can we can get raspberry pi and build our own little device we can you know i've got my psp loaded up with classic nintendo games and virtual console still sells again is is like you said they have the data they should have anticipated the the demand for this based on on prior sales well i just think the the data didn't reflect well or They've been in production and they only have so many, you know, factories making these things. I don't know what their back end looks like. I have no idea. I've never owned a giant multinational electronics <laughs> right. corporation. So I don't know what it's like to be them. I can only speculate. And my speculation thinks, mm, you know what? They're coming out with a console in a month. And I think they're kind of trying to make those available. Well, you know, Kimishima just said he is quoted as saying he anticipates the Switch being as about as successful as the Wii. Of course, the Wii is the second best-selling uh, uh, home console of all time behind the PS2. I thought PS. I thought PS1 sold more. PS1 was like 101 million. 101. That's about what we were. Is that too? 100, 110. I don't know. It's it kind of waffles when there's that many that have been sold. It's kind of hard to keep track of the, the the sales numbers are. But I mean, I don't know. People think that PS4 is on its way to selling 100 million. I think it's safe to say that like Nintendo knows more than we do. We don't know what their plans are for like price drops down the line, what their hardware looks like in like five years. You know, like if this is a supported, if this is supported a a platform that they support for longer than they supported the Wii U, because obviously they had to cut cut their losses on that thing. But like the DS was around from 2004 to 2012. You know, that was a seven year support cycle like they were still making ds games and the 3ds was out because that had a poor launch right so if switches around for seven years and they think that they could sell 100 million like that's i don't know that's feasible to me that's i don't think i don't think that's pie in the sky i think a lot of people look at the downsides of the switch and they don't see the the feasibility and the appeal that a casual market could have with it uh, uh, we've talked about this too i i don't think there's a casual market for a 300 dollars device or a 200 dollars device we have smartphones who buys ipads no one's buying an iPad to game on. They're they're buying an iPad. People are buying iPads for their children. What are their children doing with it? They're watching YouTube and gaming. Maybe I don't. I don't. Anecdotally, I don't know anybody who's gone out and said I'm going to buy an iPad for my child. It's the convenience of having these devices that can do these things. But no one's going out and saying I'm going to drop five hundred dollars so my kid can play Cut the Rope. Apparently, people are. I don't know. I mean, they have phones. But it's a phone. And an iPad is just a big phone that you can't use as a phone. You know, my mom's got an iPad and she, you know, let... What does she do with it? Browses <laughs> Facebook and, and whatever. But she lets, you know, lets my little brother use it. And it's like, how convenient that we have this, you know? But anyway, I don't think there's a casual market for a device like the Switch. And obviously, Nintendo does know more than us. And what does that actually mean? They've, they've, they've implemented these things terribly. Just terribly. Going back to Super Nintendo, every console has sold worse than the prior until we get to the Wii. The Switch is such a soft launch for for Nintendo. We're we're getting in and and beta testing this this shit form. We're idiots, Nick. We're idiots, but also I'm okay with that. 
Yeah, I'm fine with it too. It's very appealing. Why do we always talk about the Switch? We have more Switch to talk about, but I don't want to talk about it right now. <laughs> Where I was trying to go after the ADS Classic, there's this device called the Retro Blocks. Uh, it's a clone system. Yeah, you're telling me about this a little bit. It's in in the same vein as like the Retron Five or any of these other little you know player player SNES NES games, whatever. So I read the press release. It was kind of funny. They're like, "Oh, a new age of hybrid emulation." Like, what does that mean? Like, hybrid? That's a word that's cool. Blast processing. One point five million colors. What is really cool about this? Obviously, we, until we get our hands on it, we don't know if it's going to be any good. But it's a fully modular retro console. Modular. That's a cool word too. Modular. So you can get. Um, I don't know if it comes with or if you buy separately. They probably uh, sell them separately. I mean, that would that'd make the most sense uh, from a business standpoint. Trying to make their green, yeah. make their quiche. But the fact that you can you can kind of customize it to your own specifications if you want to only play Super Nintendo and Genesis games, that's all you need to buy. Um, I think the base unit comes with a CD changer. Hmm. So this opens up you know, PlayStation and Dreamcast and Saturn and and whatever. Uh, it's got full 1080 out. Um, it's kind of like the Retron 5 where you dump your ROM. Uh, at least what I was reading. I, th- I don't know if you're dumping the ROM or if it's downloading, or I, which seems not legal, so I don't know. Uh, but you pop it in once, and then it's on your system forever, which the Retron 5 did. It, it dumped the ROM, which led to issues with emulation, You know, as is always the case. But I thought that it was kind of cool. I'm still waiting on a quality console clone. The Retron 5 was as close as we've gotten to, you know, we have HDMI out, and we have we have all these different uh, filters we can use to try to, you know, emulate the, you know, quote-unquote genuine experience. Yeah, with the, the CRT versus the LCD. You can't really do it on an LCD TV. You can't. It wasn't the, it wasn't the, the Retron 5, it wasn't hardware emulation, right? It was just like an emulator you could plug into Raspberry Pi, and it just had the pinouts, right, for a, a ROM dump. But then there's like higher end devices that have like the, the similar hardware, or at least it emulates the hardware, in a way that when they do output it, it's not like, hey, it's like a computer, right? It's like actually reading your cartridge. But those are much higher end devices, like uh, more of a, a niche, niche community, a niche community, niche. <laughs> Triggered. How do you spell that? No one knows. I I was. Not too long ago, reading about an NES clone, it's it's like five hundred dollars or something like that. Really high quality. I, I wish I could remember the name of it. Like a really cool, like aluminum casing. I was hearing. Uh, that's what I was hearing about. Too. Yeah. You know, I don't know. I, I'm not into that into that whole scene. Yeah, you, know? you don't need a five hundred dollar NES when you are currently when you currently have like a fifty dollar NES. You know. Well, I mean, I, nothing you can do can make your games look as good. On an HDTV, as they would on not any CRT, but on a quality CRT with the highest end output, whether that's um, you know SCART conversion or if that's S video or you know whatever. Uh, but this looks really interesting. Full 1080 output. You know the convenience of being able to dump your games right onto the machine itself. Uh, the hybrid emulation. You know it sounds cool. I, I I hope that it works out and we can finally get you know because. Right now in my room, I've got this, you know, I've got all my systems laid out and I've got an HGTV and my CRT TV. And sometimes I wish I just had the convenience of one or two consoles that all hooked up to one TV and kind of do it all. And maybe that's asking for 
for a little much, but I think one day we'll get there. Maybe this is that day. Yeah, be I cool. Uh, what's the what's the price on that thing? Did, did they say? <clears throat> I don't know if they announced the price. I just kind of kind of did a a cursory glance at the thing. Yeah, I was just scrolling through their website and it was just like press release stuff. Yeah. So I imagine we're a little ways off. You know, you remember seeing the the Game Boy um, like adapter that you you plug into your phone and you can play physical cartridges on your phone. It's Retrokin or Hyperkin or Retro Hyperkin. Physical cartridges? I thought it was. Uh, I I remember seeing a thing that was like a phone case, but the bottom half had uh, buttons, and then corresponding had like uh, capacitive little things that pressed fake buttons on your phone. Came with like an app. Now that was an emulator, bro. Well, because they have there's a Hyperkin thing that they're they're doing a Game Boy type thing, but it's not for it's not an iPhone thing. No, no, no. Smart Boy development kit attaches to Android smartphones, turning it into a handheld gaming device. It will be compatible with Game Boy and Game Boy Color cartridges, and you can go buy a dev kit right now from Hyperkin on their website. Yeah, it's a sleek looking device. Why would you want that? I mean, it's honestly it's bigger than a fucking Game Boy, and for you can only play actual hardware. Why would you want that? Who 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 is that for? <laughs> At least it's in a nice price point, sixty dollars. You know that's again that's more expensive than a Game Boy. Well, nah. Well, like you can get a ref- you get a refurbished Game Boy for like eighty bucks, but who, who cares? You don't need a Game Boy in pristine condition because nobody has ever owned a Game Boy in pristine condition. I mean, brand new in nineteen fucking eighty nine or whatever. No, when did that when the Game Boy came out? 90, I, think it was 80, I think it was eighty nine. Was eighty nine? Um, they weren't in pristine condition. Like you opened it and immediately fell on the floor, <laughs> right? Well, because it weighed ninety pounds and it worked for twenty years. <laughs> Damn, dude, the fucking green, that pea green screen and those that yellow fucking nasty casing. Oh, yeah, that's nice. I never had a DMG. My first Game Boy was was my teal color. You know? I had a DMG after after the fact. I found one at a, at a Salvation Army. Nice. They're, they're interesting, but there are really no, no redeeming qualities about it. You know, it was iterated upon so well. Dude, it's a great redeeming quality is that it's thick. Thick, thick. Very, very thick. Fits perfectly in your big old monkey paws. Well, yeah, but how am I going to get that in my my uh, my pants? How am I going to put that in my pocket? Back pocket, bro. I, I got to sit on the thing. You just don't sit down on it. Take it out of your pocket and play it while you're sitting. Nick, that's so much fucking work. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all about convenience, brother. That's why the handheld gaming devices I own now, like the 3DS and the, the PSP, those aren't portable. I can't put those in my fucking pocket. I can fit a 3DS in my pocket. I'm wearing skinny jeans, motherfucker. I wear skinny jeans, too. They're stretchy. <laughs> well, fair enough. If, you're, if, you're, if your meaty thighs can fit into a pair of pants, they can make pockets big enough for a 3DS. Wow. We're going there. Just saying, right. you, got, you got some meat on your bones, bro. Man, I got a spelling error on my list. Don't worry, I corrected it. I know you're looking at it. You can't. You don't know where it's at now. Where it was, was con- it? Controversy. <laughs> <laughs> That's my list. Dexia kicking in. Uh, so okay, <laughs> okay. Retro blocks. Tell, tell, tell me about this controversy. We'll, bro. See, we'll see what happens. <laughs> We're moving on to the controversy. My voice is doing things. Hey, clear through. You got a weird little schmagoygle going on. I can't. I can't clear it. I, I can't clear it. Do I sound like that? <laughs> no, I've been so trying f- all day. You sound fine. Just stop thinking about it. Damn. Stop talking about it. Well, you know, I went to. I got up and had to go into work this morning before class, and I ran into this fella I know. And he's like, "Oh, you know, whatever. How are you? What are you doing?" And I couldn't talk at first. I was like, ah, I, uh, 
And I finally was able to get some words out after lubricating my throat. And, uh... And my I, child, I, come to me! No, I sounded less like Forrest Whitaker doing a, an impression of Forrest Whitaker. And I sounded more like, um, Rocker's Modern Life, the Toad. The Toad oh woman. Oh my god, yeah. The, or the woman. neighbor. Ah, Rocco! <laughs> I or, can't remember. Um, what was the last name? Like Greenblatt or something like that? Toadblatt? I, I, yeah, I don't remember. Dude, I think it was like the Toadblatts. That's a deep cut. Uh, it sounded like uh, SpongeBob, where the old lady and her weird, like, <laughs> fetus grandma. I remember I chocolate. Remember chocolate. <laughs> That's what I sounded like, but like much more gravelly. Anyway, uh, GameStop controversy. You saw that, right? That, that it came out that GameStop is like pressuring their stores and their employees not to sell new games. I didn't hear about that, but I did look up Rocco's Modern Life and his neighbor. <laughs> well, give me the name. It's Ed Bighead. The Big Heads. The Big Heads. Okay. Those weird not tones. the Green Flats, the Big Heads. Yes. It all makes sense now. Anyway, GameStop, they're telling their employees not to do things. So it came out that they have a, they have a quota, which makes sense, where they want to sell, like for example, 30% should be new, 60% percent should be should be used and then you know uh uh, 10 should be pre-orders or whatever okay so you've got they've got these these quotas that to meet every month and so it's come out that uh you go in looking for something at a GameStop, and they will they'll straight up lie to you and say they don't have any new copies in because they've already met that quota and they've got to push their use shit and we which by the way never buy used from GameStop because you're saving yourself like four percent and like inevitably something will be fucking wrong with it period and i know they have this quote-unquote great return policy fuck gamestop their employees never know what the fuck's going on i've known some good people who worked at gamestop they do what they can but they're always fucking clueless right and there's all this red tape and bureaucracy you have to get through to just like do a fucking simple exchange like it's just it's don't ever buy used from gamestop uh but it's kind of frustrating that now we know that they are intentionally you know, kind of pushing these sketchy practices out on us. And it's like, you know, I was actually just in a GameStop and I asked him, I said, do you have any new 3DSs in stock? And I don't think he was lying to me. He was pretty steadfast in his, no, but we got the used ones over there. I was like, okay. But kind of frustrating to think, especially with a lot of the stuff is like not available ever anywhere. Like you can't buy a 3DS new anywhere right now for, for some reason. I don't know. Can you imagine like going in and they're sitting on a stack of new ones, but they already met their quota for the month, so they're like, "Sorry, can't help you." Like that would just drive me up the wall. Yeah, it's annoying, but it's their prerogative. If they want to s- not sell something. That's that's up to them. Whatever. Yeah, I just thought it was interesting uh, that came out, and I I heard some some rumblings from a few friends who'd worked at GameStop, and they're like, "Oh yeah, well, that's absolutely true." I'm like, okay, well, I mean. Fuck that shitty racket. I haven't been in the, I don't know, the game market where I, I'm buying stuff new for a while anyway. And whenever I do, I just buy it at like Fred Meyer or Walmart or whatever. GameStop seems kind of superfluous at this point. Like there's no need for a GameStop for, for what I do. And that a lot of gamers do that. You know, I mean, anymore, it's cheaper. Spend 30 bucks, get Gamers Club unlocked at Best Buy. You get 20% off of new games. And then you use their Visa checkout and think it's like another... 15 or 20 percent off insane like why buy games anywhere else whenever i am like trying to get a game and get it like when it comes out i just order through amazon because i don't care if i get it the day of i just like to have that 20 percent off right off the bat and especially if i'm buying a game for like 3ds or a nintendo console those games never really go down in price so if i can get it 20 percent off at the beginning oh yeah i'll do it 
Nintendo games never do go go on sale. Frustrating. Especially since the last game I bought new was Pokemon. Like that. Those are those are gonna stay forty dollars on the shelves. Did you see how many like I think Sun and Moon sold fourteen and a half million copies? Yeah, dude. They sold well. Unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, the, they they were marked they were like ranked in the NPD, but they were like each individual version were in the top ten. That's crazy. It was like, you know what, combined they sold more than fucking if, infinite warfare whatever yeah was the number one like yeah well, this is down year for like tons of major franchises they all sold like shit uh i mean for what they're expecting like they didn't sell like shit they sold like a couple million each you know and for different platforms they count that so i mean comparatively it was a weak year yeah there's been a, a bit of a downswing just real quick to your point about the the games i think pokemon is like one of the last franchises that will sell units or sell systems 14 and a half million people. That's why the 3DS is still going is because of those games. And it's like Nintendo, Nintendo, you motherfuckers. Why isn't there a Pokemon game ready to go at launch or launch window? That's so you want to sell some units. Mario's not selling units in the holiday season. Sorry to say it's, it's going to push some, it's going to sell well. It'll be, a, it'll be a really high install rate. People aren't going out to buy one Mario game, buy a $300 device so they can play one Mario game, especially because none of the kids today, straight up, none of the kids who are playing video games today were fucking alive the last time we had a 3D Mario game. They're not selling Mario New Donk City on nostalgia. When was when was Sunshine? 2001? 2002. 2002? Like, dude. I think. Because Wind Waker was three, wasn't it? Uh, That sounds about right. Yeah, they wanted to get those both out around the same time, but or no, I think Wind Waker was first, and then Sunshine got uh, pushed back because they wanted a like a spring or summer release. Either because way, because it's a sunny game. It's a sunny game, hey, sunshiny game. Sunny game here. <laughs> That's a backyard sports reference, y'all. I don't know. I don't think. I don't think Mario's gonna sell sell Switch units. Really, Switch will just sell on its own merits this fall, or it won't. I don't think it's got much going for it. I think it'll do all right. I'm liking what Nintendo's been doing with their marketing. They've been making really good steps. I've liked all the commercials I've seen so far. Yeah. Dude, we're getting a Super Bowl. Super Bowl commercial. You're getting a Super Bowl ad. Like Nintendo has never done a Super Bowl ad. I think they're they're you know, they're betting on this horse. Yeah. We'll see if it runs. Well good for them. Good for them. But Pokemon, the fourteen and a half million units, man, that that is gonna that will sell systems. We're not getting a Pokemon game for one or two years on the switch so it's kind of hoping for the the pokemon stars or whatever it would be called that'll be a 3ds game if it's a game that's uh, Call, calling it right now i'm just stupid using my using my my prescience stupid you know, my foresight i'm calling it stupid hey whatever. man they've got a 60 million install base on the 3ds it makes sense to sell those people games dude nintendo past is dead we'll go all in on the switch Nintendo doesn't make Pokemon. The Pokemon company makes Pokemon. They decide where that's it goes. True. God damn it. That's that's totally right. They made Game Boy Advance games for like two years after the, the DS was out. Diamond and Pearl didn't come out on DS until what, 2007, 2008? The DS came out in 2004. So, holy fuck, dude. That's blowing my mind. I'm going to be goddamn near 30 before I play a, a new Pokemon game. Well, maybe your grandkids can play Pokemon for you. Read me this raw text, Shiny. <laughs> oh, man. Well... Something Nintendo did produce. Uh, have you played Fire Emblem Heroes? Have you spent any time with it yet? Um, I downloaded it 
this morning. It was not on the Google Play Store, so I had to find a, a shady APK distribution site right. and downloaded it. I was linked to it by some by some commenter on Reddit, so Naturally. Yeah, so it was a it was a it was a clean install. I haven't gotten any weird bloatware on my phone yet. But I started it up. There was a, a download after the initial download, did the little tutorial kind of getting you started at the game you're introduced as uh this hero figure obviously you know you're the player character a tactician yeah a tactician but you're summoned by anna the red-haired uh girl from uh awakening i haven't even gotten this far i watched the opening cinematic which was beautiful by the way yeah it's really cool really good animated uh little bit but you're summoned by this by anna and she's like, I had this weird, this was like the weirdest looking bow I've ever seen. And like the, in the cinematic, it's basically just a shotgun that you shoot heroes out of. Oh my God. <laughs> but you're like, you're this, you're the chosen one who can summon heroes. You know, whatever, just bullshit story. Me? But you start off and you have Anna and you get, I don't know, I started off and I got uh, the, was it Virian? The archer who looks like, not quite sure of his gender. He looks like the the other guy from Phoenix Wright. The gray-haired guy. I can't. I never play those games. I just know the covers. But you get him, and they're just like, it's just a tutorial. Like, oh, you could be this far away. I was really frustrated with the controls at first, but you can change the setting on them because I would drag over. And you know how when you move a character in Fire Emblem, you move the character, and then you can choose to attack or whatever. I would move the character, and it would not give me the option to do anything. I would just move the character to right by a guy, and I'm like, okay, great. So they're just gonna have a free attack on me. So that was kind of frustrating, but then I changed it to my liking. But the movement is really, really low, and I think that's probably something that just gets better with different classes. Like, I haven't unlocked any Cavaliers. I just got Florina. But I was just, like, messing around with it. There's a, it's a lot to take in at once. Like, there are all these different systems, and I don't really understand any of them yet. So the onboarding is kind of rough. Uh, I just don't have the patience to look at tutorials, but then I complain about not knowing how to do things. So, I mean, I'm like shooting myself in the foot. Like you, you have, there's three classes really besides archers, but it's like archers are just, they, they fall into like a range category. Like I got Matthew, who's the thief from uh, Blazing Blade, the the first Fire Emblem game on Game Boy Advance that came to the US. So Matthew, who's a, th- who's a thief, he's a ranged character in this. He's got like throwing daggers. So, I don't know. I haven't had any characters that you can attack one tile and two tiles away. I've only had characters that can attack one or the other. But it's like low movement. You can only move like two tiles at a time. But the arenas are really small too. So, I don't know. I've just been kind of like just kind of dicking around with it. Uh, You really don't want to spend any orbs until you like to get characters until you have 20 of them. And because of 20 of them, you get like the five uh, randomly picked orbs that you can choose from but each one each character you summon costs more than one orb so the first character you summon is four orbs then four or five orbs then four then four then four then three that ends up being 20 orbs to summon five characters they they want you to spend spend that money yeah it's it's a gotcha system which i I guess is a a style of like gambling basically that's popular in japanese mobile games i have no experience with it personally So you start off with like 10 and then you get like a five bonus. And then each stage I've cleared, they usually give you a one orb bonus. And then it looks like they've got like timed bonus uh, things like, oh, each day there's like a special stage you can clear. And then you get a, a, like you unlock a character or you get feathers, which the feathers, dude, there's so many different 
things you can upgrade with. Like there are class upgrades, there are star upgrades that you can get to if you have a certain level. It's like the uh, the armaments or something in Fire Emblem where you upgrade the class. It's like a hundred different ones of those. It's crazy. Ugh. Uh, it sounds really complex for a mobile game, which is good. It's it is really. It seems like it's got a lot of depth to it. I I don't I don't know how much I'm gonna play of it. I'll I'll, I'll try and get as deep into it as I can. If I'm not having fun, I'm not gonna like force myself to. But there's a lot to it. It's great. It's hard for me to even articulate what's going on because I have no idea what's going on yet. Really, like I was doing the storyline stuff, and then I I unlocked two different uh, play styles, like an arena battle and like a special maps kind of thing which i think that's like the timed like timed uh stages but then they have like uh like for february they have kind of quests basically it's like oh defeat four five blue enemies defeat five enemies with a red character you know like little things like that and then defeat five level 10 or plus characters just like different challenges to like have incentive to to play the game more i don't know Uh, i'm curious to to see if it's going to either, is it going to sort of scratch that itch for me as a, as a Fire Emblem fan? Or is it going to just be like, man, I can't wait for like the next actual installment in this franchise? It might. I don't know. It's, it's, it's kind of cluttered. If I had to describe it in one word, it's just, there's a lot going on at each screen. Like you go to the opening screen, you can tap on all your different characters. They're just like hanging out. And sometimes they'll have like hearts floating above them and you're like rewarded for talking to them. So that's sort of similar to like the between stages on Fire Emblem games lately. Can you pet them? You can, there's a little plus sign by their character portrait on the top left. You can click on, it gives you like a little rundown of their stats. It gives you a little rundown on what uh, skills they have, what uh, equipment they have. I don't, I, don't, I don't know how to get into the equipment stuff yet. But then you can- But can I pet them? You can press a little button on the top right from that screen and they, just, they say their, their little voice acted lines and they have at least like five lines- a piece so they'll, they'll, they'll chit chat with you have a little talky talk you can uh then you can cycle through different like drawings that the artist had done of that that character there, uh, there's a lot there's a lot of stuff but if i can't pet them i don't give a shit i don't think this is waifu petting simulator 2017 i'm sorry you have to go to the dark web for that <laughs> <sighs> nope no thanks uh i'm looking at my list right here uh in my notes under the fire emblem heroes I just I put the word cinematics. For some reason, my A has a little tilde over it. I see that. Why is that? <clears throat> um, I don't know. That's weird. Isn't the tilde the squiggly one? That's not a tilde. Um, tilde is... Oh, you're right. It's a reverse apostrophe. I don't know what you call it. <laughs> nice. It's a tall comma. <laughs> it's a tall comma. It's not tall. tall. He's comma. just really high. Hey. He got, he got, he got blasted, bro. Smoke weed every day. Well, so what are the are there multiplayer components to Final Emblem Heroes? Because I did see, I think our our buddy posted something saying add me and posted his fucking friend code because we're back to friend codes, everybody. Yeah, there was a there's a friend system. I'm not sure if there's implementation beyond a friend code. Like I said, I only gave like the barest scraping of this game this morning. I played an hour of it, and that was not enough to give me the gist of it. Like it's very complex there are a lot of systems at play a little too obtuse for you they're very very busy it is a bit obtuse you are correct very opaque like me i am obtuse nah dude you're clear like crystal 
I can see right through you. Obtuse and opaque are very different words. They both work in what you're trying to say. It's opaque. It's difficult to see through. But opaque and obtuse mean very different things. I am not, I'm not opaque. I'm just obtuse. I'm just big. I wear my emotions on my sleeve, Nick. Nothing opaque about me. <laughs> this is the stupidest conversation we've had today. <laughs> That's saying something, too. We opened up with this is the big Hoss cast. <laughs> <laughs> It's totally blindsided me with that one, you motherfucker. We're, we're done with this Nintendo shit. But actually, no, we're not, because did no, you not. fucking see that they were talking about uh, a, a 3DS successor? We have the Switch four weeks away, and they're talking about a mobile successor. Yeah, they've already said that they don't see the Switch as, their, as the successor to the 3DS. We just never knew what they meant by that. And also, that's just Kimishima talking to investors. Like, he said the same thing about, oh, yeah, we're looking at VR. They're not going to do that yet. Yet. This is not just like, oh, you know what? In six months, you're going to have a VR headset and a new 3DS. That's not what he's saying at all. Again, if they would have just marketed the Switch, the replacement for the 3DS, this is their mobile device that you can dock and play on the TV, as opposed to, this is our... Uh, this is a console that you take with you, which I still think there's a huge distinction there. They just were all in on this being our, our handheld uh, replacement. It's been six years, right? I just think there's there's too much talk about, like, is this a handheld that you can plug into the TV? Is this a console that you can take on the go? I think it doesn't really matter. They're saying it's a hybrid. It's both. I, I think it does matter because in everybody's eyes, including me, who is like the most informed when it comes to this device, you and I are the 1%, Nick, which is not something we'll ever be able to say outside of this particular topic. Uh, like, in our eyes, this is a competitor with with these with these other consoles and obviously a little different for you because you don't really play current gen consoles but I'm like Nintendo put themselves in the big boys league they're going head to head with PS4 and Xbox One hoping that the that the portability and the Joy-Cons and whatever it'll be enough to sell the unit and I hope it is but if they would have just not done that they didn't have to throw their hat in the ring they could have said hey you know this market that we have completely dominated for two decades well, we're just going to upgrade this and we're going to continue to dominate it. Instead of saying, here's this this weak system that we're going to try and it's going to be a successor to our last weak system that failed, which is a successor to our last weak system, you know, which we got lucky with, which was a successor, successor to our last weak system that also failed. Like, it's just like, why do they do that? Why, why do they do that? That seems so silly to me. If they would have just not even gone there. So we don't need to compete with them because we're Nintendo. We do what we do. We're gonna, we do it unique. We do it with our own with our own charm. And we're just going to stay in our lane, which is handheld. Except now you're taking handheld to a whole next level. And I know the handheld market is not what it used to be. But that branding, I think, would have gone a lot farther than saying, oh, well, well, it's not as powerful as the competition. And they don't have any of the competition's games. Oh, but I can take it with me. But do I care? Because I still have my 3DS, which they're still supporting. So why do I need to buy a Switch? Like... I'm just playing devil's advocate, but I just feel like that's well, Nintendo. We we this is the third podcast we've got gone. I've gone down this fucking nonsense. I it's just weird. It's almost as if there's a console releasing in a month. I know. I feel like that should be dominating the, the airwaves. If people weren't talking about it, I'd be much more afraid that people didn't care. But obviously, people care. Yeah, and I certainly give shit. But a three D successor. Like, why why are you talking about this? Stop it. Stop it. Go all in on the Switch. There's more they could do if they made it a dedicated handheld versus what the Switch is promising. Like, what What would it look like? Would it be a Switch without Joy-Cons? What would it be? What would that look like? Well, I mean, the, the Joy-Con 
aspect of it would be one thing. The dock aspect of it would be another thing. Power would be much lower. It'd have a better battery life. Like there's a lot of things you could do to make the Switch a better dedicated handheld or a better dedicated home console. But because it's a hybrid, it has to make, you know, small little sacrifices on both sides. And I'm fine with that because that's offering me a really cool, unique way to play these games. No, that's totally, totally justifiable. And I, I totally agree. But and I think there's still more to do and there's still developers that like the two screen aspect of the Switch or the, the, the 3DS and the DS. You think there would be a, a two screen successor? I could see something like that. Yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense, you know? I mean, how much of an upgrade can you get over the 3DS without basically just being another Switch? Were you saying the 3DS was just, like, really, really underpowered even when it came out? Like, I'm sure they could do things with it to make it cheaper, like, not have the 3D, and also make it more powerful. But it, it would it would be a, a successor, which means it's not playing 3DS games, and it's not, it's its, its own. It might. I mean, 3DS plays DS games. I guess I guess it could, but I don't know how that would make sense. I just don't think it would make sense. Because they'd cannibalize their own their own market, whether it's eating the Switch sales or or the 3DS success would flop, regardless of how well the Switch does. It, it doesn't make any sense. And I know they're saying these things because the 3DS has been a success and it's enjoyed in a ton of success in the last year. Obviously with Pokemon now and whatever, like it's kind of had a resurgence. So they're saying the right things, and whether that's for investors or whatever, but it's like, it doesn't make sense. Having, even if it does look totally different than the Switch with two screens and and, and whatever. And it could be just like a, a minor, not really a upgrade or iteration. It could just be like what DSi did. They've already done that with the new 3DS. That was actually a nice upgrade. Yeah, but they did that with, D- they did that with DS more. They did DS, DS Lite, DSi, DSi, X- XL, like... There's been a lot of different variations on that that was more meaningful than just a size difference. Well, no, dude, the, no, the new 3DS is the is probably the most meaningful iteration Nintendo's ever, unless you go from Game Boy to Game Boy Color. Like, the 3D is usable, which was not something you could ever say before. The 3D is usable. This is where the technology should have been. Yeah, but 3D doesn't really, it's not a meaningful difference. There's no game on a 3DS that you need the 3D on to play. There's no game worth playing that you need two screens to play. Like, it's just another gimmick. I don't agree with that at all. Like, most games definitely benefit a lot from having two screens, especially with one of them being touchscreen. And tell that to the Wii U. Well, the Wii U is different because you're looking at one down in your hands and the other's on a TV. There's a diff- there's a there's a spatial difference between those things. No one is playing a, a, a Wii U game with the gamepad held up so it looks like it's right below the fucking TV screen. That's the least comfortable way to play any game. I think that's that's a convenient <laughs> argument. I think I'm just saying most of the games that utilize touch functions more or less could have been the same game without them. I'm thinking it wasn't crucial. The the, the new 3DS. Obviously, we doubled the RAM, so so some of these newer games could pack a punch in a way they couldn't before. Like Pokemon ran like shit on the old the old DSs. Yeah, but you still had like a two forty p screen. Uh, don't remind me. Disgusting numbers. <laughs> Disgusting numbers. Um, but the stick was nice. I mean, the nub is a little weird, but having the the built in, you know, uh, having the two extra buttons, the shoulder buttons, you've never seen that before. Like we're oh here, we're just gonna add two buttons for you to use. Yeah, so I think I still think that there are, there is space for a meaningful iteration on the DS line for, from Nintendo's per, like perspective. We don't know how well it would sell. Like I can't pull that vision out of my hat. But it doesn't make sense. I don't think. It, it, I mean, yeah, there is. There is. We could do a, another iteration on the 3DS. I don't know how meaningful it could be without basically just being a Switch. And when I say being the Switch, I don't mean 
this console that you can dock <clears throat> at home and the joy cons are i just mean a high-end portable it's gonna be with the 3ds gonna be another vita that's what the switch is the switch is a vita with fucking waggle controls like how would the 3ds be any different i just i don't think it makes sense Go all in on one thing, and if this fails, then you can talk about doing another dedicated handheld. But, you know, if the Switch fails, what will a, a, a another branch of hardware possibly... I mean, they, they can't sell it for $100. So if a $300 or $250 device like the Switch, in a couple years, I imagine, will be 250 or less. How If that fails, how is how are you going to sell a 3DS successor if that doesn't work? It just, it just it didn't make sense to my brain. I don't get it. I'm sure Nintendo will do what they're going to do. I honestly don't think we're going to see a 3DS successor. That seems... I don't think it's going to actually happen. I think it's just posturing. They're just saying what they need to say. You know. Whatever. We'll see what happens. Which is our uh, our mantra here on the, the Console Crusade Hosscast. Yeah, we'll see. We might not even see what happens. We'll see. Well, we might not. One of us could die. Or this just never comes into fruition. Also that. And it's never talked about ever again. That's the less morbid option. <laughs> like, I would rather live to see the day. But if I don't. You know what? We are going to see... Well, I guess I don't want to... I want to count my chickens for the hatch. But... You have chicken eggs? I have... You have fertilized chicken eggs? Oh, yeah. <laughs> we will likely see the day... Where Psyonix releases Rocket League fucking toys. Bro. Yeah, I saw this. Uh, Bro. I saw that article posted. Bro. Psyonix, right? price on those yet? Yeah, it's Psyonix. Um, yeah, but I saw it. I thought you would be extremely pissed because you do know how they're selling them. No. Oh. It's blind box. <sighs> you don't buy a specific car. <sighs> you buy a car and then you open it and see what you got. <sighs> Which means you're buying a lot, uh, you're buying a, dude. a loot crate. <laughs> dude, okay, okay, hold on. I gotta read some of these names to you though. That was the worst segue in the history of podcasts, by the way. Like, here we are. That was terrible. Well the the Psionics one or Yeah, when we went from Nintendo Switch Rage to Hey man, what if what if Rocket League is on Switch? We could do that. Yeah, well. Just copy paste my words right there and put them before you say anything about Rocket no. League. We'll just let this live the way it Dude, is. fly. So they're going to be little pullback toys. And here's why I want to bring it up. I love Rocket League. I've put in so many hundreds of hours into it. It's a fucking great game. What a great success Dork. story for this little, little fucking studio. Like this crazy business model of giving their game away to everybody. And yeah, I really want to know how much Sony paid for that. Because they made a, might have made a screaming deal on that early on. Yeah. Well, Rocket League now, 26 million active players. Yeah, they sell more now than they did when it came out. Amazing. Uh, the, so the toys are cool, though, because I, like I said earlier in the podcast, I love collecting anything even... That you can touch? Peripherally related. <laughs> exactly. Whether, uh, if it's tangible, I'll buy it. Yeah. Dude, <laughs> I'm looking at the list of my... There's my fucking car right there. There's my fucking car. The, what the, do you drive? The pinstripes. Um, I don't know the name of my car. Wow, you don't even know the name of it? I don't. How many hours have you spent with this car, EJ? I, you don't I, even know the name of it. I don't. Who's that guy with the red hat that jumps on those turtles? Fuck you. Oh, what is Fuck it called? <laughs> no, it's totally different. But some of the names... Martin. <laughs> some of the names, listen to this. Octane. Dominus. Masamune. Masamune, dude. Masamune is sick. Hot shot. Grog. X Devil, Merc, and Backfire. <laughs> like I usually drive uh, the X Devil. I like that. Is it? It's got a thin profile. The X Devil. Mm-hmm. Let me look it up. Looks like Speed Racer's car. I have to look it up now because I feel like a real dick. I don't know what car I've been driving for 
almost two years. Um, I do not drive the X Devil. I drive. Is it Hot Shot? Let me let's take a fucking look here. How about that? Might be Hot Shot. Might be Octane. Oh, it might be Octane. Hot Shot. That's a Japanese yeah, boy band. You know, you know what? It might be Grog. <laughs> oh God, it's not. It might be any of these crazy names. <laughs> what was the other one? Dom, uh, uh, Octane. Dominus. Dominus. That's. <laughs> This is a badass name. Dominoes. Domino, Domino. Take and bake. Take and bake. No, I don't drive Octane five, five, Is Do you drive the 555 deal? Maybe they don't have my car How here. How about the Uber? <laughs> I'm, trying to, I'm trying to figure out... Yeah, I don't know. This makes for great radio. <laughs> you Googling, like, rapidly. Is it the Masamune? <laughs> is it, oh, which one is the Masamune? Let's look that one up. My voice is doing things again. Do you need, do you need to spell it? Did you spell it for you? No. Or he's copy pasting because you're, you're a bad white boy. <laughs> Who doesn't know Japanese? Masamune is actually a newer car. Has a DLC car. I don't. I do not drive that. Yeah, that was uh, wasn't that not the battle cars? I think it was the one after that. Neo Tokyo. Neo Tokyo. I yeah, fucking hate sense. that. I hate that map makes with sense. the the weird uh, there's these weird lips and you. Can, ugh, it's terrible. Anyway, seems culturally uh, insensitive of you to hate Neo Tokyo. Wow, dude. A fake place for a game. <laughs> Uh, bad level, bad level. And I always hate that they throw these new levels into ranked. So you're playing ranked and you're going along and you're whooping ass. And the next thing you know, oh my God, here's this level that no one can play because there are these walls and you're driving upside down and these lips and these crevices and you get stuck and the ball's going everywhere. It's like, dude, this is competitive. I would much rather have uh, varied stages than varied player abilities. I think that balances out a lot easier than, say, like a fighting game where each character can do different things. You just have to learn a map. You don't have to learn like a, a whole different counter for a way someone else plays. No, I, I totally agree. I, it's not the it's the fact that they just throw these new maps into ranked competitive mode. Hey, how about here's a pro tip for you. How about how about you get good? You know, how about you just learn to play the game better? Maybe that'll help you. <laughs> well, we all know I'm terrible at games, but whatever. You have the reaction time of a dead cat. That's not true. Sale. Dead possum. Hey, it's only playing dead. Exactly. That was the joke. You just pretend to be bad at games? <laughs> uh, no, I'm so bad at games, it's as if I died, but I'm actually still alive. You're just waiting for the enemies to go away. <laughs> Is it safe? <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that's really cool. I'm going to I'm gonna probably try to get my car, but that's, that's uh, so irritating that I can't just like buy the car I want. Just buy like 50 of these cars. Probably not. I'm just going to wait for them to pop up on eBay and buy them for four times the price. Nah, fuck that shit. There's too much work. You know what? I, you know what I did? I had this box for months and months and months filled with, with games that I intended to sell on eBay. A couple strategy guides, uh, uh, you know, some Game Boy games, a, you know, some DS games. I had some PS1 RPG, just like shit that I, I don't didn't want in my collection anymore. I figured I'd, I'd get some scratch out of it. Well, I put some of it on eBay, and some of it moved, and some of it didn't. And I just was like, you know what? eBay is so much work, and then having to like fucking go down to UPS and spend an arm and leg. Because I offered free shipping and everything, and I don't know how much shipping is going to be before I go to ship it, because that's too much work. So it just got to be like so inconvenient to sell on eBay. So yesterday... I, I bundled all my shit up. And I took it down to one of the local video game shops and I said, eh, let's trade this shit in, okay? Let's trade it in. I actually ended up making out like a bandit. I tell you what, 
Did all right. Um, make two hundred two hundred bucks trade yesterday. Um, I swear to God, there was a point to this when I brought this up. I swear to Jesus, there was. But you say it's too hard to sell on eBay, which gives you a lot of respect for the way scalpers do their business. You know, they do a lot of hard work to get those items and to sell them on eBay. Those industrious youths. Well, it's just it's it's obnoxious. <laughs> it, once you're into it and you do it consistently, it's not a big deal. But every once in a while, trying to like go through the rigmarole of getting everything posted and then. Yeah, doesn't like UPS have like a have like a subscription type thing that you can pay for oh, yeah. if you're shipping a lot of stuff? So oh, yeah, there's all sorts of if you're an eBay guy, there's all sorts of shit. You're, you're, you're a seller, but I find I finally just get because I used to sell like two years ago. I sold all my my duplicates and all my garage sale finds that I didn't want. I sold right. everything on on eBay, and I made I made some decent money doing it. Um, but that was when I was using like like uh, what do they call the flat rate shipping boxes? Right. So I just I just accounted for however much that costed. You know, I was like, okay, well, seven dollars to ship this. Well, I got to the point where my items weren't moving because they were going, you know, five to seven dollars higher than the competition, and I didn't want to eat seven bucks on every item. So I finally had to stop using the flat rate shipping just because it, it cost too much, uh, and and that that's when I just I gave up because it became too much work to keep track of and whatever. We're uh, we're coming to the tail end of this here. I got to find another segue. I'm going to cut out. As you can tell, as we get lazier and more disinterested with what we're talking about, just uh, sort of. Uh, yeah, well, my throat, my throat's on fire right now, dude. It's on fire. I need to crack open another Lacroix, soothe it with the bubbly, bubbly mango tastiness. If you can hear that, I've got just the the tail end of my Lacroix here. The the, the carbonation's probably not good for my throat. I don't know. Couldn't tell you. This has been a struggle. I don't know either. I'm not a carbon doctor. I feel, I feel like I've been uh, okay. Al Gore. <laughs> uh, that's the inconvenient truth, right there, boys. <laughs> wow. Uh, what can I say? Lacroix is my vice, dude. I I hated Lacroix for the longest time. I thought it was garbage. And then I tried the mango, and I said, "This is less garbage." A glowing review from EJ Olson. <laughs> I know. Well, less garbage, I think, is the highest praise you've ever bestowed upon something. So bestowed, 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 <laughs> bestowed, bestowed. <laughs> Whatever, dude. Whatever, man. It's it's pistachio. Pistachio. So anyway, last topic on our list here is something that I uh, uh, am particularly interested in. And I lied to you, this isn't the last one. We have more Switch to talk about. I skipped over it because <laughs> I was so sick of talking Switch. Uh, we'll get to that in a minute. Uh, something that you totally don't care about, but I really do. Star Wars Battlefront 2, presumably coming out uh, uh, fall, hopefully fall 17. I, I would be shocked if it got pushed beyond that. They've announced that they're done supporting, uh, EA is done supporting battlefront in its current incarnation they they came out and said they're doing the story mode and they're going to be going over more eras throughout the star wars saga which i start i hope for prequel man the prequel movies suck but the world that they created were, was awesome and playing uh og battlefront 2 clone war stuff was really fun to play like playing on that 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 scene with the see i don't know any of the planets camino Camino on the, on yeah. the clone on the clone facility. It's pouring down rain and uh, dude, yeah, great maps, great. Nick, you're making some weird faces at me. Why are you making faces? Yeah, it looks like your headset's dying. It's blinking. It was, it was making some noises. Hold on a sec. <laughs> See, that's that's what happens when you pl- when you play with a, a wireless headset that you don't properly charge every day. I use it mostly when we record. Yeah, no. So I really hope they go to the prequel era. 
I wouldn't be shocked if they skipped it and they just stuck to like to like uh, uh, main trilogy Rogue One Force Awakens again and maybe brought in some like of the new expanded universe uh, which is still all going to be OG trilogy era uh, the story mode is what I'm looking forward to like remember when Titanfall dropped a couple years ago I was literally just going to bring that up that it's really weird that EA would listen to its user base that are crying out for a story mode when they did that for Titanfall 2 and then it didn't sell at all. So I, I, I'm hoping that the numbers reflect well on EA's end and that this game sells better than Starfront or uh, Star Wars Battlefront did the first one. Otherwise, you're not going to get a third. If you do get it, well, you're going to get a third, but you're not going to get one of the story mode. Here's the thing that's it's frustrating about Titanfall is Titanfall 2 was a really great game. And the, the story mode was, and the campaign was, I don't want to say brilliant, because brilliant, I think that's a word that should be reserved for, you know, very few things I would say is brilliant. Brilliance. But <laughs> uh, it was a really quality campaign. They had some really awesome mechanics that I had never really played around much with. Like, they had this time travel mechanic where you're, you're, you're switching through or you're traveling back in time with a flick of a button. Switch. Uh, <laughs> I saw that. I saw so, so you're like you're like, you're you're doing the, it's parkour, right? You're going through these, traversing these maps in, in this world. Like you're running up a wall. You know, as you get to the end of this wall, you know it's like on fire, and you you can't get through. So you have to switch back in time real quick, and uh, uh, and then you, then you jump over where that fire was, and then you get immediately switch back, or else you'll fall off a cliff or whatever. And so you're switching back and forth, trying to figure out when the appropriate time is, and you're going back and forth, and and obviously seeing two two different eras or two I don't know how, I don't know how long separated the two but in in real time it's like destroyed it's it's on fire it's the robots trying to kill you and it's just been eviscerated by god knows what um, and you're switching back to months prior when it's all it's this bustling facility everything's all pristine and it's like it's kind of interesting seeing that that dichotomy back and forth and having to switch back to solve puzzles in real time it was so unique uh, but the fact that they went from Titanfall was this kind of a disappointment. It was online only. It didn't do very well. I think it sold fine initially. I mean, what was that? Yeah, it sold surprisingly well. I think it sold over like it sold millions. Because I think that was like the the only they had that and Sunset Overdrive on the Xbox. And this was this was touted as the next Call of Duty. Well, you had that, but it was also it was on also on 360. Oh yeah, it did. It came out last gen and on PC, I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, so that makes sense. Uh, but they, they listened to their fan base and they came back and said, okay, you guys want a story mode instead of just half-assing some shitty fucking, you know, copy-paste campaign, they, they came up with something original, uh, something that it felt, you know, the controls in that game are, are so tight. And it, it just it was very satisfying, the whole experience. I hope Battlefront 2 gets the same treatment. I hope that the sales don't affect it because sometimes you can't just look at the sales numbers, right? And maybe when you're making the kind of money they are, that's, that's all they care about. But it's like, your game sold poorly for reasons completely unrelated to the quality of the game. And mostly, it was your fault. Like, EA, it's your fault this game sold like shit. The game sold poorly because of the backlash from the last Titanfall game, uh, and, and it came out in a year where we had, like, all these other amazing shooters. In the two-week span between Battle Battlefield and Call of Duty, it landed on the week in between. Like, that's, that's, that's bad foresight. So it's just kind of... It's kind of what happened. It just it is what it is. Uh, but hey, do what you did. 
give Battlefront that treatment. I know, obviously, two different studios, but EA, you're the one with the big bucks. You tell them what to fucking do. It's just DICE that does Battlefront, right? I wonder what Respawn is going to do for Star Wars, because I know they're working on a Star Wars game now, too. Oh, my God. After playing Titanfall 2? Oh, my God. Like, fuck DICE. <sighs> Why can't Respawn do Battlefront? Because, I don't know, smaller studio. They want the, the huge scope that the old Battlefront games did, and Battlefield is a good kind of analogous game to that kind of vibe. Well, see, Battlefront 2, or Battlefront was nothing like, like Battlefield. Nothing like it. It's a similar vibe, just because, I mean, that, that was early, like, PlayStation 2 era, right? So the games were smaller in general. So, I mean, it makes sense for it to, to, to hash out like this, you know? See, I, I spent a, a year defending Battlefront, and the only reason it was even a decent game was because... Star Wars? Star Wars. <laughs> Realistically, it's way too slow of a shooter. You know, people cried and cried about, oh, there's not enough there. I think that's a bad argument. I think the people who are complaining about that are the same people who are playing Call of Duty and only playing, you know, Team Deathmatch over and over and over and over. So to complain that fucking Battlefront doesn't have enough, quote unquote. Yeah, it just has to have a, a quality, like if you can hook people in with a good online aspect, then that's, that's enough for a game. I mean, 25 million people are playing Overwatch. That is literally just online shooting. It's an arena shooter, yeah. It's it's, uh, but th 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 it's the gameplay. It's fast paced. It's it's. It just has to be fun. <laughs> Battlefront was really just rinse repeat, and it was it, it honestly was kind of boring. I did not put nearly enough time into it, and even coming off of Rogue One hype, I went out and bought the DLC, and I was like, oh fuck yeah, I'm all excited. I played one match and I haven't touched it since. It is really boring. It's slow. I put a lot of time into Destiny this last year, uh, and even Destiny is slower compared to, you know. Uh, uh, Call of Duty or Titanfall. You know, going from, from Destiny to, to Battlefront, I was like, dude, I, this is unplayable. It feels like I'm running through quicksand. The, the aiming just, it just, it really, I don't know, they got a long way to go to, to make Battlefront 2 a must-buy. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see if they if they do end up putting it out this year and if they crank it out in time for the holidays and what that's going to look like up against if Call of Duty is doing a yearly installment, which they probably are. And also versus a bigger game like uh, Red Dead is coming out this year too. Which, I mean, they might push that because that's what Rockstar likes to do. They they pushed Grand Theft Auto V like three months for its initial release. Then it got pushed like six months for its PS3 or PS4 and Xbox One release. And then it got pushed like nine months for its PC release. can't believe that game is still going as strong as it is. Yeah. In 2017. That's crazy. They come out in 2013 initially? I think so. Fucking four years. That's wild. So, I mean, yeah, I think people will be paying attention to Red Dead Redemption 2. And the, I don't know what else is uh, in the pipeline as far as shooters are concerned, but I also don't know how much credence that would even have on a Star Wars title. You know, people still love Star Wars. Uh, that's And that's it'll it'll sell as well as it needs to just because of that. And it's a yearly movie franchise now. Oh, how long do we get to a year? Give it to me. Go fucking full Marvel on my ass, dude. I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to a year. Well, who fucking cares? You don't go see movies. I've seen both the Star Wars movies in theaters. I want three a year. Go full Marvel, dude. Marvel's doing three fucking movies a year. Give it to me. They can't. They can't maintain that pace, man. Bullshit. Bullshit. Not. Not keep the quality. When's the last time Marvel put out a bad movie? I mean, I don't know. I haven't seen all of the Marvel movies. There's too many of them. Well, I. I fucking have. They've had some movies that weren't as great as the last movie. Still, like, B-plus. Like, quality fucking films. I don't know. I, we'll see. I mean, I think they're kind of just testing the water now. I mean, you didn't get a Marvel movie every quarter until, like, last year, you know? 
they've kind of been ramping up the pace. It takes a lot of time to make a movie and have separate studios making movies that are cohesive with each other. Nah, that's fair enough. What time is it? You got to get going pretty quick here. Um, we're going to jump back to the Switch real quick because I, I skipped over this because I, I, it'll just lead to me getting angry again. Although there's some positive news in here. Uh, they came out in Kimishima in the interview we've we've referenced the Switch's online services and, and pricing, uh, confirmed a couple things. Um, before we, we dive right into that, uh, did you see a Nintendo release? Like a, uh, There's a spec list and then there was another... Another company released something talking about uh, like integrated headset support on the Switch, yeah, leading us to believe that maybe possibly there will be voice chat uh, that isn't tied directly to the mobile app. I could I could very easily see Nintendo being like, yeah, the Switch can do voice chat, but it won't be available at launch. Kind of like how the the USBs on the dock itself are three, all of them are three but they're only running two and then there'll be an update for them to run 3.0 god yeah because like just everything that we've heard about the switch seems like it's being like rushed out the door soft launch baby we're guinea pigs soft launch you know get people get people used to it so they don't have to compete directly with scorpio at the end of the year which uh, that makes sense to me you know have it be established for a little bit i'm fine with that but it could have headset support later on they're just not saying anything which is annoying but they can release their information when they want to i guess the pricing, though, I was I I've been saying it from the start that that's going to be a lower that it could very well be a lower pricing model than what uh, Sony and Microsoft are doing. Well, goddamn, better and be. They came out and said uh, between two and three thousand yen, which I looked this up specifically equals seventeen dollars and seventy five cents at the low end and twenty six dollars and sixty four cents at the high end for a year. So I'm thinking twenty four dollars. That's two dollars a month easy go back in time and go to game crazy and rent a game for two dollars for a month fair enough fair enough fair enough but it's a totally different climate it's totally different where we have xbox and yeah i know i know i'm fine i'm just i'm giving them the benefit of that little remark <laughs> if anyone actually listened to this podcast we'd be accused of being nintendo fanboys which is fine i'm fine mm-hmm. with that i love nintendo yeah i'm a, I'm a fan of good things I like what Sony's done. I don't have a Sony console, but I like it. Here's the thing. Sony and, and Microsoft with their games with gold and their PS Plus, those are such robust services that it, you know the, the $60 price tag is justifiable. Um, even at, at $30 or $20, Nintendo's, it's like you're charging us to use, you know, use our phones for voice chat, you know, like, and we get the, the retro game rentals. You know, if you're, if you subscribe to this service, yeah, you get. You get to play whichever retro game they have that month. You get to play it for a month. With online support. Which which could be cool. I mean, what game would you possibly want to play co-op online? I don't know. Do like Battletoads? Some stranger? And like have leaderboards and that kind of thing? It could be like a fun little community event, basically. It could be fun. I don't know. I'm okay with it. Again, heavily giving them the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. But when they say online support, is that does that just mean leaderboards? Like You're not going to be able to co-op Mario. Like Super Mario World, right? I mean, it just it depends on the the game's capabilities in the first place. Like that would require completely reprogramming the game, which they've done before in small, like certain cases. You know, well, I don't know, man. I don't have my hopes up for it. This it seems. I mean, seventeen seventy five sounds <laughs> much better, uh, but it's again, that's such a small number that it's like Nintendo. 
you need everything you can get. And free online was like the one thing you had left. And now people love to complain about paid online, but like I was paying for online with the 360 and I wasn't getting a free game a month. I was just like, okay, this is just to play Halo online every weekend. Yeah. And then people realized, you know, or these companies realized that, hey, maybe we need to offer a more, you know, robust service because people are dropping like flies. No, it was Sony that did that first because they had free online with the PS3. And they're like, oh, wait, that's not viable. Our servers suck. We need to up it. So we need to start charging. So they started charging and offering a free game to be like, we're better than those guys. And then Games of Gold was like Xbox's response. Well, Nintendo hustling up being like, $24 a year. We're cheaper. You can rent a game. That's what you want, right? <laughs> like you said last time, it, you can't just build an online infrastructure from the ground up in a day. You know, it's like. I, I think that's bullshit when you're a multi-billion dollar corporation and you're following a model that someone established 15 years ago there's no excuse for it not to have uh, to have been implemented by now oh you want me to just find the blueprints for microsoft's online model let me just google that that's very easy to copy it, there are a lot of smart people in the world and neither of us are any of them <laughs> no i'm just saying there's no reason there's just there's no reason for it so that being said uh, like you said in nintendo's oh they're playing catch up they're hustling over I feel like they need to do more to incentivize this program because people have these doubts and people have had these complaints. It's like uh, the retro game rentals. Like, why not just give us? I mean, I know I get why. It's Nintendo. It's fucking Nintendo. I get. I get it. That, that there's no no hope in the world that they would ever do something like that. Just start throwing BC consoles at or titles at us the way Sony's done. Uh, and to be to be fair, Sony's PS Plus program sucks now. They've given away all the good games, you know? But the first two years were fucking awesome. If you were a subscriber during that time, like me, although I didn't flag any of the games because I'm an idiot, like, you have a really robust library, and and that was great. Uh, now, yeah, it's, it's tapered off, but uh, I don't know. Nintendo, kind of one more thing that's kind of makes you roll your eyes. It's not the end of the world. It's not ideal either. It's just, meh. That's Nintendo. So... My throat's on fire. I've talked way too much. Even a little chatty Kathy over there. That's on fire. Give me fuel. Give me fire. Give me that which I desire. Give me zoop. Give me za. Speaking of give me za, I think my girlfriend ordered pizza. Ooh. Cheat, so. cheat week. <laughs> dude, uh, <laughs> How's no, that going dude. for you? How, how many carbs have you had today, EJ? <laughs> today? What did they eat today? Dozens. Dozens What did of I them. eat today? <laughs> what did I have for lunch? Oh, I had tacos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah dude you have so much willpower i'm so jealous of your ability to control what you do i'm the fucking worst you got self-control for days I'm it's tremendous worst. honestly i felt like shit when i was i did i did weeks of eating decent uh cut out carbs was eating not too much processed food i felt like shit the whole time yeah, it's almost as if your body is dependent on you know you got that glycemic addiction I do, because it's been like, when did I come home? When I drove back out to Portland on Friday? You need to give it like two weeks consistently. You can't have cheat days in those two weeks. Got to give it two weeks, and then your body starts to adapt, and then you stop feeling like shit. But you will never give anything two weeks, because you'll you'll give up before that. No, no, I was, I was at about two weeks. I did it for almost four weeks before I like really kind of fell off this last weekend. Um, and I just, I felt crappy. I was hungry all the time. I stank my body uh, eating all the like unprocessed crap and all the green shit. It was like 
detoxing and I stank like shit. Don't say detox. That's just a stupid buzzword. Doesn't mean anything. Well, e- either my body was finally getting what it needed and was expelling the bad stuff out of my armpits. Because guess what? I've been cheating, basically not eating well since Friday, and I fucking haven't stank once. It's been kind of nice. My auto smells like ma- shit. Maybe you always stink, but you're just used to the way you stink normally. And then when you stank different, it was just different. I don't know, man, because my girlfriend for the first time ever was like, you fucking stink, dude. I was like, I don't Maybe she's today. been living with you for seven years and she's also used to the way you fucking reek. I think I just don't generally get B.O., dude. Like, ever. I haven't had fucking B.O. since I was 14. And when I drastically changed my diet, it makes sense. I looked it up because I was like, why do I stink? Like, well, if you've had a drastic change in diet. Your body producing more testosterone, maybe? Because the protein intake increase? Maybe. It was pretty much all I was eating was protein and I was eating a lot of nuts. Holy shit, yeah. I was eating a lot of nuts, dude. But you eat these nuts. Uh, let me get that. These uh, nuts? Anyway. Y'all, this has been the Console Crusade Hosscast. This is Big Rick signing off. Tune in next week for more Hoss Takes.